Welcome to Nerdy Geeky Freaky, the podcast for all you nerds, geeks, and freaks. This is episode 18, year one. I am William Jerk. I am Michael. I'm Danica. And this uh, is our one year show, so congratulations guys, we did it. We made it a year without killing each other. <laughs> Danica wanted to high five herself over and over again, not us. Yes. Yeah, so um, this uh, episode, we're going to do our top three movies of 2015 we enjoyed. And, and our top, top three anticipated movies of 2016. Yes. Oh, God, so many great movies gone and coming in. How we narrowed it down to three, beyond me. But first, you want to do the nerdy news? Uh, first, let's start off with like how we always do with the nerdy news headlines. What's number five, Will? Number five is Elizabeth Banks is being Rita Repulsive in the Power Rangers movie that they're coming out, apparently. Elizabeth Banks, you're better than this. No. This is, is she better than this? She's so much better than this. It is clearly just a paycheck. Is she better than this? I'm still on that. You don't like Elizabeth Banks? I, she's not a movie star. I think she's a movie star. Mm, okay, I give you that. She's more of a supporting character. But I still think she's better than, than doing Power Rangers. Unless the vision for this Power Rangers movie is so beyond what we're thinking it's going to be. I'm still thinking it's just going to be a live-action version of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but <laughs> from what I'm gathering, I think they're going to they're taking it, they're going to have fun with it, but I think they're going to take it a little bit more seriously. But not in, not in terms of like, you know, like, oh, it's uber serious, like, over-the-top dramatic. I think it's going to be, I think they're going to have, they're going to make fun of themselves, but they're going to treat it with, with uh, respect and get actual people who know how to, like, unknowns, but People who at least know how to act, not like. Did you see that? I think it's gonna be horrible. Uh, I think it's, That's it's more than likely it's gonna be horrible. But. Prediction. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch that one? Uh, it was a short, short film of yeah. the Power Rangers. Power slash Rangers. Yeah, they're getting killed off and stuff, and the Zoid gets destroyed. That was awesome. That was amazing. That little what was it, like 10, 15 minutes or something yeah. like that. It was like, it was the modern day interpretation of Power Rangers, but it's too dark. They're not gonna do that. And Haim Saban actually. Uh, or Haim Saban actually sued them and got the got it removed. But then uh, his lawyers advised him that it's actually parody. It's it's protected under parody law because yeah. it's not. It was an. No one said Power Rangers. Well, no, they did say Power Rangers. They did? But, yeah, they, and they said it's more from time. They did. He, but those things, uh, because it, it was a parody of of the Power Rangers, it was protected under parody laws. Just like how there's this. Uh, I don't know if it's still around, but there was this coffee shop in L.A. called Bad Starbucks, where basically start they had the same menu yeah. as Starbucks. But Art's that, Dumb Starbucks. Yeah, Dumb, dumb Starbucks? Starbucks. Yeah, Dumb yes. Starbucks. That's funny. But because they used, uh, they did everything under parody law, they were able to stay open. And that's how they got the movie back on, uh, the short film back up on YouTube and everything like that and avoided lawsuits. But, yeah, this Power Rangers movie is definitely going to be interesting. I think... Danica's right, it's probably going to suck. But yeah. Did you guys like the other one, the first one? Ivan Ooze and everything? Nope. I did. Really? Wow, okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a 90s baby, so Power Rangers was my thing. Yeah, Pink Ranger I loved and all? Power Rangers when I was a kid, but I didn't like the movies. Yeah, I, mean, I, like, I, I like the I first like movie. I, I really like the first movie. They work. They don't ha They don't stand up now. But they do not stand up now. Like, Even like Godzilla movies still <laughs> stand up and stuff. Yeah. But I remember catching things. it on yeah. HBO Family like a couple years ago, and I still thought, oh, it's still entertaining. I caught Turbo on HBO uh, family last a uh, few months ago, and I'm like, wow, this is bad. Yeah, I can't but believe they're still holding on. Yeah. Mighty Morphin, I, I hold on that it's it, it's enjoyable for what it was, but the fact that they're doing a Power Rangers movie in this day and age just 
freaks of desperation, and I hope, I hope for nostalgia's sake that it's good. Are they trying to bring back like Ninja Turtles? If they go that route, I wouldn't mind. I actually like the Ninja Turtles movie. When I saw it with my cousins, my twelve-year-old uh, and fourteen-year-old cousin, and they were, it was actually I, I actually liked it. So I'm I'm one of the rare people who thought it was a fun movie. Very sloppy. But... It was very sloppy and focused way too much on Megan Fox's character. But uh, other than that, I thought the turtles were well used and they were funny and they were they were the best part of the movie. They didn't use them enough. I hate what they did to Donatello. He looks so stupid. He looks like a bad Ghostbuster. <laughs> but um, okay. Power Rangers. Okay, Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. I. That's gonna be. She's gonna be overacting like Jack Nicholson crazy and stuff. But it works. I think it will work for her, because she's the type of actress who's she's not like a like an Oscar winning actress. She's not an Oscar caliber actress. I think she she's she can ham. I think she's gonna ham it up oh, and she's gonna enjoy that. That's gonna be a Christmas ham it's right like there. like the Hunger Games character. Bring me with... that. Bring me that slice of ham. I want that Christmas ham. She ham it up, Elizabeth Banks. Go balls to the wall of ham. I don't care. Because this is one. This is just a paycheck for her. Probably she's she's not in, she's not doing this movie because the character spoke to her. She's got like yeah. a seven movie uh, yeah. contract. She read she she didn't read the script and thought I really I really this connected with the me. character. This yeah, touches my soul. It's a paycheck. They they offered her a crap load of money. She probably needs to buy a house or something. This may be mighty yeah. morph right now. Yeah, and <laughs> you know what? And it's t- I, if they have fun with it, like Twenty One and Twenty Two Drum Street did with the fact that. They're, it's a movie based on an '80s TV show that was basically a like a five season long PSA against drugs. Then I think Power Rangers can succeed. But if they try to do it like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers TV show, it's gonna fail. So I hope they I hope they change it enough to where it's uh, it's fun and entertaining, but respect the audience base enough to not like totally just make it a over the top comedy. With fart jokes and and yeah. poop jokes. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Okay. So what's, anyway, what's number four? Number four, uh, Justice League Action is coming out in 2017, which it looks like a pretty good cartoon. Um, it's got Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne, Mark Hamill's doing the Joker again. Yeah. And um, uh, who else is doing it? I'm retired um, from the Joker, my butt. Uh, Booster's Gold's gonna be in it. Uh, I forgot who's doing it. Nate Villian. He was the one who did the Batman and the Brave and the Bold. Oh, Diedrich Potter. Yeah, he's going to be Booster Gold. I'm a useless fan of knowledge. And James Woods is going to be Lex Luthor. Ooh, he's a candy. Yeah, James Woods. And the animation looks kind of Are they going to lure Lex Luthor out with candy? So he could be like, ooh, piece of candy. candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Yes. But um, it looks pretty interesting. I, they look kind of young, though. We have James Woods High School. Yeah. What is it? So is he going to be like a... Teenage Justice League? I ho- they don't look teenagers, but they look kind of thin. They only showed one it's picture. It's like different animation. Different animation, yeah, exactly. I think I saw I saw it. There's um, one picture of it that just came out. Superman definitely looks like he's... Maybe they're going to go the route with like the way Batman v Superman is going, where Batman's like old and weathered, and, and Superman is young and fresh and everything like that. I think they're going to do it where they're not like old, but they're not... Young. This is them starting the Justice League, mm-hmm. so they look younger, and they go through the problems of starting it. I don't think it's going to be as serious as Young Justice or Justice League Unlimited or Justice League. But between that and like, because they don't make serious cartoons, they're canceling all the serious cartoons that have long arcs. They want something like one episode 
Unless you go on to Disney XD and watch Rebels, they're not going to cancel Rebels. Is Rebels, Rebels a long arc? It is a very long arc. They It's set oh, five, six years before... No, but like the hope. characters, it's not like one episode, like all our problems got solved in like 30 minutes. No, it's a, there's a, they do have those episodic, like, you know, filler episodes, but it's all, it all has, like, from what I gather from season one, like, even the filler episodes have something to do with the overall arc. Like, it, it starts off filler, but it ends with it going into the overall arc of the, of the season. Okay, well, hopefully it's something like that. Mm -hmm. But it looked pretty cool. It just broke news, so hopefully that'll come out. Oh, early next twenty seventeen. Bruce Tim uh, is is he doing? Is he animating it or is he just? In I heard anything about Bruce Tim. I just heard because um, I know he's still Kevin in charge of DC uh, animated universe. I'm sure he'll want to be a part of it. It's mm -hmm. his like baby. True. Bruce Tim is like the animated god of DC universe. Yeah. He's the go to guy. He's the hero seal. Yeah, I'm glad because he takes mm -hmm. care of some stuff. Sure. So number three, um, Legends of Tomorrow finally came out. I watched the first two episodes. Full of cheese. It's so full of cheese, Wisconsin is calling, wants the cheese back. But it works with, it kind of works with the way the show's set up. Uh, but it's, it's no just, flash. It's no flash. It's no flash. Flash has, has the, the cheesiness in it sometimes, but they have fun with it. Yeah, it's more nudge, nudge. Yeah, it's and more, we get it's it. more nudge, nudge. This is kind of like over the top. Like it starts off just over the top cheesy. Like I'm, like, with the, Time Masters, aka yeah, Time, time Lords. Lords. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's Doctor Who basically goes back in time and gets shitty. Rip Hunter, um, aka the wannabe Ninth Doctor, because he's more like the Ninth Doctor than any other Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, he was in Doctor Who too. Was he? The guy who plays him was in Doctor Who? Yeah, he was uh, Nori, I think his name was, and he was one of the uh, companions. Well, he's an English actor. They're all in Doctor Who at one point. <laughs> yeah, but basically he was with Doctor Who uh, with the Matt Smith. Oh, that's with the hilarious. Matt Smith. But anyway, yeah, so, so he's wonder, Time Lords. I, wonder, I don't remember if there was any reference to Doctor Who or not, but that would have been funny if there was. There's tons of references to everything else, but mm. I, I hate his, I wait the hate I hate the way his gun looks, Rip Hunter's gun. It's like it's totally just a plastic cheap knockoff Did gun. He have it? He's barely in it. He keeps like, Don't ruin time, but I'm gonna stay on this ship. I'm gonna be out in the corner. You would think the Time Master would be like the people who have no idea what time travel is, I should probably yeah. supervise them. He has a sentient ship like the TARDIS, but talks more. And he goes off camera. And it opens. Yeah, and, and he lets people, like, bad. he has bad guys, like Captain Cold, and lets them wander off. And, like, where is Rip Hunter? Who, like, hears, who hears him, who hears, who probably has the, the ship hearing him say, we can steal the Hope Diamond before it's even discovered. Exactly. <laughs> and the ship just, we're going out. It, but I hear... From what I hear, the they went they go com they've gone completely over budget with the season, like it was supposed to be like a small like series and everything, but just with the amount of characters they have, the amount of special effects, they've gone way over budget, and the fact that they've gone so over budget, it, it might not last the season because it might get canceled for budgetary issues. Dumb. Well, there's two things I didn't like about the show, um, besides like the lame kind of story. Um, the Adam looks like. Iron Man without a face guard. Yeah, everyone said that, and he's obviously is. Except for his like, he has wires sticking at him, so you can just like yank at a bunch of wires, and he'll probably fly off. And that's like, what happened the second. That that was the main plot line of the second episode was that he got he got oh, yeah, like, hit, and one Nick. of his wires fell off, and all, and that caused a rift in the timeline. Well, that and uh, Hawkman and Hawkwoman, their wings go into their bodies because the budgeting. That's. 
they're supposed to be have their wings like angel like the entire time but when they like jump down their wings go and tie their skin it doesn't show it it just disappear and when they jump in the air they go back out and back in again obviously that was because smallville did tried the that with hawkman in in a their in their show they had hawkman wow. and he had the wings they 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 the prop masters actually made functioning wings do that and keep them on them don't just like disappear and like it takes me out every time they disappear. Like, where does wings go? The reason they they did it that way though was because they were saying Smallville proved to be troublesome with the with the real wings. Ooh, don't put them on then. To, to have a better character that you don't have to like mess me up every time like and they're I, on there. I do wish they kind of explained that it's because uh, you know the whole premise of Hawkgirl and Hawk Hawkman are that they're reincarnations of ancient uh, Egyptian. Aliens. People, aliens. Well, they're aliens. Okay, they're aliens. But the well, if you if you know what reincarnation is, reincarnation is basically when your spirit is reborn into another person. You don't adopt the physical traits of the person you're reincarnated into, and that's what they do in in Legends of Tomorrow with Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Is that they have at the when they, <clears throat> when they were introduced in arrow and flash crossover they did that and i thought okay well they're an arrow and flash yeah they were in a crossover episode they were introduced i only to... saw season one of flash and that's amazing i didn't watch much of arrow because i didn't really get into it yeah, it's okay it takes a while are they in arrow or in season two of flash season they're in season four of arrow season three season two of flash okay I'm and they do do a crossover event where it's uh uh them trying to uh save hawkman and hawk girl from Van- vandal savage and uh, they go into it in the second episode uh, more of their backstory once they introduce Hawkman, and they show their original uh, form, the original people, the original their first uh, yeah, they show them like first lives. Yeah, they're the same actors, and I understand that it's probably budgetary issues. You know, they can't afford to hire new actors; it's just easier to put them in there. But I and I and I thought, okay, well maybe that was just because she's remembering. Um, Herself in her new body because she only knows her first first uh-huh. form. Like is that was the character for a hawk woman the entire time. She doesn't remember. Yeah, and I thought that she was just remembering it, looking like the way they look now because that's the only memory of uh, that's the only memory of their visage that she has. No, they show a picture of them in the in the first episode with their child uh, in the seventies, and yeah, they. Pretty much look the same every every rebirth, which weird reincarnation doesn't work that way. Just no, um, saying. Take on with that. Uh, why, is, why is Firestorm black? Firestorm is black because in the uh, in Flash season two, uh, Ronnie Raymond, the uh-huh. guy who was the original Firestorm, he was separated from him, and it's kind of spoilers. Do you want to know? Yeah, I'm just curious okay. because basically Ronnie Raymond just really he disappeared. Care. But uh, Professor Stein is still alive, but he needed to bond with another person again because he can't stay separated from Ronnie Raymond for too long or else he starts getting uh, sick and he starts dying. Uh-huh. And he loses control of his powers. So he found someone else? So what happened was the same uh, wave that mutated uh, Ronnie Raymond and, and Professor Stein into Firestorm, it hit two other people. They found those two other people in Flash and... Professor Stein and the other guy, Jay, uh, Jay Jackson, fused together and became Firestorm. So why do you pick him? He seems like in uh, League, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, he doesn't want to be any part of this. He like this, he gets kidnapped. Like it was, it was uh, kind of a 
They show up better off in the story. No, the show. they don't even do it. Really? In the I'm sorry, that was like not my favorite. Episode yeah, because of the, two. the person you fuse with, the black dude who's new, I thought maybe they just uh, changed actors. No, no, it's a, it's a whole new actor. He like refuses to um, be like. Part I don't of the like team. the actor. I do not like the actor at all. He he's an English actor, so obviously his he's he's doing some weird Brooklyn accent for whatever reason, and he overacts most of the of the scenes he he's in. He's my biggest complaint of the show, besides and Hot Girl too. I don't like the girl who plays Hot Girl. I think they're both a little bit of overacting. They look cool when their wings are out. Yeah, they look. They got. They look cool. got the mace and everything. Yeah. They look cool and everything. I don't. The one thing I don't <laughs> like is like yeah. yes, people. <laughs> one thing. My my major gripe with like physically of the show is not just the acting, but also some of the special effects. Like they're good, but I don't like the fact that every time Professor Stein and the dude fuse, he has the suit. It doesn't make sense because if you remember season one of Flash, he has to put that thing on every t- for them to fuse for one, and two when they fuse, a whole new suit doesn't right, just weird. appear out of nowhere. It's just whenever he fuses, the ye- the red and yellow suit appear out of nowhere. I didn't and notice this suit. Oh, it's terrible. I don't really like the show. I'm, I watched three episodes. I'm done. I'm gonna watch the third episode. See if see if it got better for me. But I'm probably gonna wash my hands of it too and be like, eh. Yeah, I'm done. But knowing me, I, I like to torture myself, and once I start something, I have to finish it, even yeah. if I hate it. I want to watch more Flash. CW. Get the CW app. They they have them, they have them uh, for free on CW app. Make me. I think you might have to pay five bucks now, but I don't know. What? You got to pay five bucks for apps now? Because they're doing, the CW is doing this new thing where they're going to put all their all their shows on the Oh, app God, they're streaming. all doing that now. Everything's boxes. Just get Roku, Cable Clip. Roku uh, Box. Okay, um... Lame. Uh, I'm upset. What, okay, what's number two number, or three? What are we on? We're on two. two, um, two. Kevin Smith is directing an episode of The Flash. Speaking of The Flash, season two. In May, one of the uh, probably one of the last episodes of the season, which means it's gonna his episode is gonna play a major part in the in the overall season because it's gonna be probably like either the third or fourth or or third to the last episode because they usually end towards the end of May. The this, the shows. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty exciting because Kevin, uh, anybody who knows me knows how much I love Kevin Smith. He's one of my favorite writers slash directors out there, and he's also one of my favorite podcasters out there. Yeah. And he is a total comic book fan. So the very fact that he's that they gave, that they offered him a chance to direct an episode speaks highly of his of his skills. And you know and, how it happened. Um, he's always talking. He doesn't want to step on anyone's toes. He didn't like to like stand up and say, "I want to do this." Everyone's like, "You should do a comic book movie." He's like, "I don't want to do a comic book movie. I want to watch a comic book movie." Mm-hmm. So, um, Jason Mewes, you know Jay, his mm-hmm. wife Jordan. Uh, they heard she heard she pretty much runs Smodcast, and she heard about the show, and she's like, "Oh, he really likes the show. Let me call the um, whoever's in charge of CW." See if uh, it's probably Greg Berlanti, the executive producer. And she said, "Like, can Kevin Smith call uh, direct a episode of The Flash?" Yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. His, then his agent called him and said, "It's booked." Yeah. Like, what? What? He's like, what? I, I could have done this weeks ago. Because <laughs> um, that's what I like about Greg Berlanti and his team. Like Jeff Johns, when he was and uh, Miller and Guff were when they were in charge of Smallville. Like he was, he was. Uh, if you remember, what, that there was a Fat Man and Batman episode uh, a long time ago when he had, I think, Jeff Johns on there. Yeah. Or, yeah, it was Jeff Johns, right? He was talking about how he was supposed to direct an episode of Smallville. Like they wanted him to direct an episode of Smallville, but 
you know, schedules got mixed up, then it just never it just never happened. Then uh, the producing team just up and left, and a new producing team came in and for Smallville, and they didn't want Kevin Smith on there anymore. So it just it just died in the water. Greg Berlanti really uses the comic book as an influence for the for the show. Like, yeah, he he updates it and modernizes it, but. You as a comic book fan, I, don't, I know you're not a big DC guy, but I'm big. There's not a lot of stories besides. I can't. I don't really run into a lot of stories besides Superman, Batman. But they're going all out, and that's what I really like about the Flash. They they're doing not just Flash. They're gonna eventually do Flashpoint. I know it from uh, from season one when they kind of hinted at the Flashpoint paradox. Yeah, that was cool. Killer uh, Frost and everything. Uh huh. And they're also doing Earth One and Earth Two. They're doing the multiverse. Yeah, because they showed different bad guys coming in to like. That's that's season two. Season two is all about the multiverse and Earth One and Earth Two. Next week they're going to go to Earth Two. Actually, the Flash and his crew. That's cool. I want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, watch Have it. you watched the Flash, Danica? No. It's on Netflix. It's pretty good. Watch it watch it on Netflix. It's pretty good. Binge it this weekend because it's gonna it's gonna no it is pretty, take it actually pretty good. Why are they taking it off? Because CW is gonna do uh, everything on their own app. Yeah, they want a Netflix mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Everyone wants their own Netflix. Everybody wants yeah. Netflix. Well, like Star Trek, you get one episode and then the rest of it's on uh, whatever channel. You ever heard about that? I'm watching mm-hmm. that Z Nation on Netflix. How is that? Is that pretty it's good? Entertaining. I heard it's entertaining. Yeah, it's good. So you guys Z should Nation? watch it. Watch it. Like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yes. Everything's got zombies now. Exactly. So number one, um, Darth Vader is going to be in Rogue One. Which I love. Which makes sense because it's a prequel to the original Star Wars, Episode One. So it's the the moths? Were they moths? It's a true prequel to, to Episode Four. What? Four? He said one. One is the first Phantom episode. Menace. Oh, God, it's so confusing. First movie. The yeah, first right. trilogy, trilogy movie. So, yeah, so... It may, it's the people who actually steal the plans to the Death Star mm-hmm. who get them to the Rebel Alliance. That Rogue One, the Rogue Squadron, I think. Yeah, so it's about them, basically. And yeah. I saw a poster, and it looks like it's a lot of cool people. Like It's not this like Porkins and like whoever and everything like that. It's really a ragtag group of people that nobody's ever heard of in the Star Wars universe. Is it going to be the, the same ones who were in the Star Wars movie? No. No, nobody, no, no, nobody. no, no. That's time, huh? Yeah, that's time fast. They're... There's theories going around, you know, theories galore, because that's what people do in Star Wars movies, they speculate, uh, that we could see Bell Organa, the senator who adopted Leia, because timeline and age-wise, it fits for him to be in there. And everything in the Star Wars universe takes place usually around 15 people. Exactly. It's a galaxy far, far away. Like Chewbacca knows Yoda all of a sudden and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. uh. But some of the stuff fits more organically than, like... Organa organically get uh, than others like they're not gonna f- like because that's what Lucas tried to do with uh, the prequels he tried to force feed connections that didn't need to be there like R two D two and C three PO like pretty much being in the original trilogy the whole time it, ma- need- it kind of C three Anakin building C three PO didn't need that to, was didn't random need to right yeah that was force fed. Uh, Chewbacca knowing Yoda, that that entity. Why couldn't he just be a random Wookiee? Why did it have to be Chewbacca? He's not the only Wookiee in the universe. Uh, But Bail Organa being in there and Jimmy Smith coming back to play him, that fits organically with the the state that the Rebel... Because if in the old canon, uh, and I think some of the new canon, they kind of explained that Organa and... um, 
Leia and a few other people are the are, they're the ones that started the rebellion. They're the ones that are funding the rebellion through the uh, through Alderaan's. Does Force Unleashed count still now? No. Technically, no. no. Okay. Force Unleashed doesn't count. Yeah, it's um, Organa and I forgot that woman. What's her name? She's in Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. She started the rope. Yeah. Yeah. They they're Terrible. they're kind of like the the Terrorists. forefront. Yeah, they're the forefront of the uh, rebellion. Lost Stars goes into it a little bit more. The canon book, Lost Stars, it's actually a really good read. Uh, to the early stages of the rebellion and everything like that. And uh, there's some other books out there that kind of explain it better. But uh, Bail Organa and a young Leia make sense. They're, there's rumors and rumblings that whoever they cast for the Han Solo movie. Oh, my God, it was like a couple thousand people. Yeah. yeah. The, he's going to make a cameo in Rogue One as well, but a small cameo. And I think the way he fits in cameo-wise with that, where it doesn't feel force-fed, is... They're they're a group of rogue, uh, uh, they're a group of rebels. They don't have the finances or the money to to pretty much do everything they're like they need to do. I could see them like going to Jabba the Hutt on Tatooine, like an underworld bad guy who and like seeking a loan or something like that, getting getting money from Jabba the Hutt to fund a mission and everything like that. That sounds too confusing. You're going back to the whole like uh, shrinking the universe. Not shrinking the universe. Uh, the whole like. Uh, Episode one problem where it talks about taxes and like anytime you bring up money and stuff, yeah, that's true. Kids, that's true. It's, they're just gonna have the money yeah. because it's planets. True. They got the money. Okay, then maybe they need uh, Java for like connections to like somebody else. Like, oh, I need to get in touch with this person, this person. Well, we're close to the Tatooine system. Uh, I know a, I know a guy, and they go to Java the Hut, and in Java's palace or Java's little area, wherever he wherever he might be is Han Solo because it's already established in the first movie that they have a good relationship. Yeah, he would be like, well, he looks like he's 30 in mm-hmm. episode 4. Yeah. So he'd probably be like around 20. Yeah. yeah, around like 25 or something like that. Uh, 20, 25. They already established that they have a good relationship. He might not have the Falcon. He might have the Falcon. Doesn't have the Falcon. Okay. And then uh, that he's just like, a, he's like maybe like just a, a Maybe he's not the captain, but he's like a guy on the, on a smuggler's ship until he gets his. Yeah, own it'd be like Star Lord before Star Lord with Star off with the Guardians. Yeah, so that's the way I see Han Solo fitting into it organically, and then some other characters that they could force in there. Not, but it would fit organically. Like Vader's one, it makes sense to have Vader in there. Oh, he's gonna be like a young Tarkin, crazy killing people. Yeah, a young Tarkin would make sense. They've already there's. Uh, Reports coming out that they've already built his suits. There's multiple suits. Oh, yeah, multiple suits because he's basically a cyborg. So you can have, like, arm, like, Robocop where he has different arm mm-hmm. like, compatibles and stuff. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just they're, they're just no. production suits. It's basically, it, In the movie, it's going to be one suit. But in uh, behind the scenes, it's going to be multiple suits. One's going to be for maneuverability and, and everything oh, like that for, like, fight wrong. scenes. I thought he's going to have, like, different. No, like, no. It's going to be the same. Uh, it's going to be the same looking suit, but they're just going to function differently for every everything he needs like there's going to be the regular suit that's just him like you know like that yeah and then there's going to be the suit for him fighting and everything so it's a little bit more f- flexible for the actor who's going to be in it you think it's going to be like slow like fighting like in the no and five? there's this book i just bought it i'm i have to read it but they're talking about it lords of the sith uh in it there's internal monologue uh vader has internal monologue and it's in anakin's voice actually uh He's talking about how he uses the force to, because he's in a body that is, he's basically like a cyborg, and the body 
the body he's hey, been given now a head. the body he's been given is really slow and doesn't function properly so in the book they explain that he uses the force to speed his his uh his new body up like he uses the force to to move faster and everything like See, that. that that's good because that's easy to explain mm-hmm. it makes sense inside the way of like you can use the force mm-hmm. and it shows that like his other droids even ttr 88 or whatever mm-hmm. those droids they're pretty much slow even c-3po um they show droids in um what's it called the clone wars and everyone's like that and those are made the fastest droids I ever seen are, are the Imperial Guard ones for Grievous mm-hmm. and Grievous himself. They're not that quick. Kind of, Grievous is wonder, probably the quickest, but I always wonder what kind of droid Grievous was because he has a human heart. He um, and they never explained that, and I thought that'd be like that's a big reveal. They never went into that. Oh, explain what? That he has a human heart. Oh, because they uh, blew up his ship when they wanted to look for someone to lead their droid army. So they actually found this uh, leader of this planet who was a warrior and. Um, Count Dooku blew up his ship and blamed it on the Jedi because the Jedi were supposed to, um... Or, or no, they were lungs, not heart, but, yeah. Yeah, he's a brain, eyes, long heart, um, with a droid body. I'll, I'll tell you later. Okay. I'll show you. There's a good uh, video on YouTube called The History of General Grievous. Mm-hmm. He's playing his whole backstory and everything up to, um, his rise to, on his planet, to fighting and his death, um, of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Really good. Okay, cool. What are we talking about? Darth Vader. Yeah, oh, Rogue Darth One. Vader. Rogue One. Um, this is the last movie that you can use Vader and you can use him right. Because after this, unless you keep going back to the... Like, James Earl Jones is like 80, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's not, I'm not saying because James Earl Jones is going to die. I'm just saying, chronologically speaking, I mean, we know everything that goes on. Unless they do anthology yeah. movies to make up for the three years we missed in between every movie, which they're not going to do, or the one year... This is the last movie you can really u- utilize Vader at his at his worst, basically at his like most evil. Yeah, I want to see yeah. evil Vader. I want to mm-hmm. see him like lopping off arms and legs and. Oh, you're gonna people. see you're gonna see Vader kill a bunch of rebels. Not like eh, he doesn't understand me. Uh. I hate the sand. It's coarse, rough, irritating. See, every time I want to watch Star Wars and stuff, I gotta remember those scenes, and it just takes me out. I hate them. Yeah. I hate you. Which makes sense for the character, but mm-hmm. it's done terribly. But um, so damn you, George. Damn you, George Lucas. Anyways, so um, since it's our one-year uh, episode, um, like in our first episode, we talked about our top movies of 2015. Only we're not gonna do top five. We're not gonna do two hours. <laughs> no, no. We're gonna do our top three each of movies we love the 2015 and top three we are looking forward to of 2016. And Will, let's you start off. You, okay, so I'm gonna go from three to one. Okay. Uh, number three, that for 2015. 2015. Uh, it's probably Mad Max. It was a great movie. Um, we're all make these short. So Mad Max was great. It was visually amazing. The mm-hmm. music was good. It's definitely something I rented recently just so I can watch it again. I turned the like volume up high and stuff. And it's such a good movie. It's it's good to the character that. Um, Recently nominated for be- for Best Picture and Best Director. I can see why. At the Oscar. Um, it's good because it's just an action movie. It's not all this confusion. You, you can just like put it on and sit down and enjoy it or put it on and have it while you're watching because you can catch up what's going on. Cause mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, what do you say in this? Where are they um, kind of confused? You understand what's going on. 
And the character's cool compared to um, the Road Warrior, Mad Max, and Thunderdome. He isn't this John McClane super cop. He's just this guy who can get his butt kicked. He's always in this weird situation. He gets captured, and he finds a way to escape, usually just to save himself. I like that character. He's not an anti-hero, but he's not, like, a superhero. He does a good job. Um, all the characters are good. Um, they weren't as, like, crazy as in um, The Road Warrior wearing the M&S, like, mask. S&M. Yeah, yeah. S&M and all that stuff. But it still was pretty cool with the, witness me, I'm shiny and chrome of Vincent Valhalla and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff was pretty good. I liked the movie. It was pretty good. I think I... I forgot what I gave you a review. It was pretty much... I would give it a seven. Mm-hmm. Seven, um... I don't know, two-headed lizards. And for my number two... Um... Or my... Star Wars. Um... Can't Force, went number two. Yeah, the Force... And, oh, wait, no, sorry. Force Awakens. I changed my mind. Jurassic World was my number oh, two. okay. And we all knew that movie was incredible. It broke yeah. Boss Office, and... Until Star Wars came out. <laughs> yeah. It showed everything we wanted to see in the new Star Wars movie, except for the boring kids who had no business being there. Apparently everything... Cry face. Yeah, like, Cry face everything time those yeah. kids were on screen, like, how are they just wandering Someone around? Save, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They could have done the whole movie without them. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. The dinosaurs were awesome. The raptors were cool. The, they, uh... What the, what the heck was... What the heck was he called again? The uh, Indominus Rex. Couldn't think of it. Indominus yeah. Rex was pretty Which, awesome. The Nika's theories about Indominus Rex were spot on. Yeah. All it, its it pretty good. It just looked like yeah. a gray um, T-Rex. Which, I thought the whole thing about why were they telling them, like, we ain't going to tell you what's inside the DNA of this. I thought it was yeah. going to be part human. But it's part <laughs> raptor. I'm like, okay, who cares? <laughs> why did that matter? But it still could have been part human. We still don't know everything that was... It's dead they now. They mixed with like some of those lizards. They, you saw like little... Sp- Specimens of lizards. Yeah, it could be. And like, it could be. It could have been mixed with whatever the hell that thing was in the tank, and has gills and fought it to death. And Jurassic World oh, Two comes like, out. It comes out. It comes out in the ocean. Yeah. So That'd and showed awesome, a T Rex from the first one. From the first. Wait, was it? T- yeah, it was a T Rex from the first that movie. Thing's back, comes out. Yeah, it was a good movie. All around great movie, Jurassic yeah. World. I forgot what I gave that one. I think I gave it a a six. I don't know, six dinosaurs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a good movie, Jurassic World. And, of course, my number one was Star Wars, mm-hmm. The Force Awakens, because that was so much hype, and it gave me everything I was looking for in a new Star Wars movie, even though it showed some stuff. I liked the character Kylo Ren. He should have been more um, evil, but they want to give him the whole, like... Um, Redemption. Re- re- they're not uh, more, like... Fighting on himself so you can have more of a character arc. The more struggling here, a uh, struggling yeah. villain than the just total yeah. bad villain. All the uh, the anime, mm-hmm. everything in the the whole world with the ships was amazing. I love it how there's down ships and they're fighting between like down star destroyers and stuff. Mm-hmm. The characters good. Ray, Fan, Poe. We're gonna look forward to seeing them in a bunch of more of our movies. And it was all a great movie. I think we all gave that one a nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was my 2015. The ones I'm really looking forward to in 2016 would be my number three would be Batman versus Superman. Just because it's, it's, we don't need villains anymore, apparently. Everyone's fighting with their counterparts, Mm -hmm. like Iron Man, Tony Stark, and Captain America. And 
So at looks forward, all the stuff that we see, like Wonder Woman, I'm curious about Wonder Woman, how she's going to act. Aquaman's in there for some reason. We're going to see how that's going to work out. Doomsday's in there. I'm just curious how they're going to kill him again. So I guess throw him into the sun. <laughs> I don't know how you can kill him because if well, he's Doomsday. If, if he's if they're going with the total the the comic book accurate Doomsday, every time they kill him, he gets stronger. He comes back. Yeah, and he gets evolves stronger. to the point where you can't kill him that that way again. But we're not. We don't know for sure if he is. They could. For all we know, they could. No, they could kill the, him. And. Like say either Lex or maybe maybe Darkseid comes and takes his body and then like humans created this out of Kryptonian DNA and like the post credit scene is Doomsday coming back to life and Darkseid kind of like grinning or doing yeah his, something his like grin. that just a Thanos grin yeah. but it looks cool it's pretty much Batman saying like we don't want these stinking aliens on our planet so that looks good I can't wait to see that one my number two is gonna be um, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I love that they're redoing the Harry Potter series. I was wondering why it took so long for them to reboot it because it's not a reboot. It's a, conti- it's, a not a, it's not even a continuation. It's a prequel. It's a prequel. It's set seven years before the event or six sixty. Years? I thought it was one of the stories within the series. No, it's sixty years before the events of Harry Potter. Anyway, we're getting more movies, which I'm glad because mm-hmm. Harry Potter movies were making so much money to yeah. the point where they made a whole um, part of what is it Universal's or Disneyland that has a Harry Potter land. Universal. Uh, Universals. Yeah. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah, so they're continuing that. That's awesome. I don't know a whole bunch about it other than the actors look good and it takes place in a neat timeline. Mm-hmm. That looks good. But my number one is probably going to be the Deadpool movie that comes out. Was it like Next February? Week. Fe- February what? February 12th. Next February 12th. We're that all going. looks good. We're all going. <laughs> We're all going. I got to see what that's about because I love Deadpool. I've been reviewing him for a year now. Mm-hmm. This is Deadpool. Deadpool's proper. Yeah, I've been reading the comic book for I think about five or six years now. So I love Deadpool. He's a funny character. I'm just curious about how what the story is going to be about, other than the obvious and the villains and how it's going to end. And right. of course, the Stan Lee cameo, which I hear he's supposed to recognize Stan Lee. And like, before he shakes his shoulder. I saw a video where he's holding the gun, and Stanley plucked up two guns to him. <laughs> so it, look, it looks pretty cool. So that was my one, two, three of 2016 that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next. Mike. Uh, my my top three of 2015 are pretty simple. Uh, I'm probably totally different than your guys. Well, maybe you and me have the same one. Yeah, uh, same thing. My number three was Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. I didn't. Ha- I before Star Wars and everything like that came out, Tom Cruise running in that one a lot. Uh, it was my most fun movie. It was actually one of the first movies I reviewed, but I don't think I ever put the review up. Did I? Running with a Walker. No, I, I didn't put the review <laughs> up. I, it was one of the first movies I tried to review for the channel, but I never ended up putting it up because I didn't like the way it turned out. I'm I'm weird like the like that. But it was really fun. It was a really fun movie. It was more than just like a sequel to a franchise that's been around since the '90s. It was a good installment to this and it was an original story and it just it every it, every beat it it, uh, it did it was it did it right and i really liked it it didn't fall back on clichés and if it did have any clichés they they had fun with it and they played they played with it uh and then the characters were good and, you know every character was in there even uh, the female character Rebecca Ferguson she was stand out in this movie she was the best part of the movie she and she really stand stood on her own, and they really 
played her character up to be Ethan Hunt's equal and not just Ethan Hunt's partner, which I really liked. They didn't have to do that, but they decided to do it because feminists. Uh, <laughs> no, really, it, it, she's a she. She should be a shining example for how to write a female character in Hollywood, and write at least where she uses her sexiness as a tool and a weapon instead of just overly sexualizing her to overly sexualizing her Michael Bay. And I heard it's not a love story. It's not a love story. That's, they don't, that's different. That's they, different. They they hint Refreshing. at it. They hint at it a little bit, but they never follow through on it, which I really like because they totally could have done that where. They've right off into the sunset together, but no, they decide to go their separate ways because they realize they're both strong, independent people who don't need each other at all. That's good. I like mm-hmm. that. And uh, I gave, I think I gave that one like an eight. Uh, Tom Cruise hanging off planes out of ten. Yeah, I heard about that. That yeah. was pretty cool. Uh, Chris Farley did that first, though, but I like it. It's cool. Chris Farley did do that first. Black Sheep. Peace in peace. Uh, my number two was a little small independent sci-fi movie that not a lot of people saw and not a lot of people really know unless you were like really in tune with the sci-fi movies in yeah, uh, like films. 15 yeah. Minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's not like some, it's not it's not Star Wars. Though it does star two people who are in Star Wars. Uh, and that is Ex Machina. Ex Machina was an original story uh, by Alex Garland, the guy who wrote Dread and actually wrote 28 Days Later, I think. Yeah, 28 Days Later. Um, the Danny Boyle kind of zombie movie. Um, and it was like... I went into that movie not knowing what I was going to see. Because I just I saw a trailer and I'm like, oh, that looks kind of weird. I'll, t- I'll give it a shot. And I was just blown away by it. It had perfect acting. It had perfect storytelling. It had... Everything about it was perfect. Perfect directing from Alex Garland, first time director too. And Alicia Vikander, who is in, like, everything this year, pretty much. If you, uh, She was in Man from Uncle. She was in The Last, the Seventh Son, which I don't blame her for that. Um, she was in The Danish Girl, which she actually got an Academy Award nomination for, which I think she should have gotten one for this movie, but it's another story, another argument. Yeah. And Oscar Isaac's in the movie, who was Poe Dameron in Star Wars. And That's Don- Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac and Domino Gleason, who's General Hux in Star Wars, were in that was in that movie as well, and <clears throat> it was just a, an amazing movie. I give that movie like a nine. Weird sci-fi ness things. I yeah, like that movie yeah. out of ten, and it, that's definitely like I I have bigger lists. I could have it probably would fall down, but for for the top three, I give it number two. Uh, and number one, of course, is Star Wars. We've talked about it ad nauseum. I'm not really going to go into it, but I really, I went into this movie hoping to God it was going to be good because I was tired of, of the prequels being my last experience with Star Wars. And, uh, there's only so many times you can watch New Hope Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, so I was really glad that this movie was, was, was good. And I'm really looking forward to episode eight and... All this, all the other Star Wars, Star Wars are going to get forever now. Star Wars forever. So, and I gave that one a nine and a half out of ten. Nine and a half. Uh, Kylo Ren outburst out of ten. And my number three anticipated movie of the year. This this one's a little bit of a harder list. I'm not going to count Deadpool because it's already one week away. So the anticipation is already gone for it. So number three. Uh, it, 
it's going back and forth between the two and three on these ones, but I'm going to have to say number three is probably going to be Suicide Squad. And I wasn't looking forward to this movie at the beginning because I heard about the characters they were introducing. And I thought, oh, they're not going to be able to pull this movie off. It's going to be stupid. It's going to ruin the DC Cinematic Universe. Then I saw the first trailer, the Comic-Con trailer. And I'm like, you know what? This actually looks pretty good. Yeah, they did a, uh, how Guardians was in uh, the trailer. Like, that mm-hmm. trailer really made you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then the recent trailer came out, like, two weeks ago, with Bohemian Rhapsody playing behind it. And I'm sold. This movie is going to be one of the best movies of the year, I hope. Because, one of the best comic book movies of the year, I hope. Because it looks like the director is having fun with the story, and the characters are letting him... Do what he needs. To, what needs to be done. They're not. It's not going to be over the top serious. It looks like there's going to actually be levity to this movie. Like, and that's one of the things I thought was lacking in Man of Steel was there wasn't. It was too serious. It was too dark. Superman shouldn't be dark. Now, I love Man of Steel, and I'm not like Ralph Garman where I think that it's a piece of crap because it's not my Superman. I will go off. No, on he's Ralph not because forever. the whole Clark family's like. You don't need. You don't need to help anyone. Like, That's true. Don't tell people. Like, hide, hide. Mm. Don't show your powers. You don't help. That's always been a, a, a trope in in the Superman comics. No, so his early years. His early years before he, everybody embraced him as the hero that he is. That was a, that was the biggest thing in Smallville. He nobody could know about who he was because. Yeah, but still, like his parents are like, don't help that family. Let those children drown. Like, well, in that case, Smallville was actually more like use your powers for good when if you're going to yeah. use them. But at the beginning, it was more about hiding them. But no, um, this this one looks like it's going to actually have that levity we need to kind of break us from this darkness that is in everything already. And Joker just looks amazing. He looks like he's going to not be as good as Heath Ledger, but be up there with Heath Ledger and Mark Hamill as as the best interpretations of the Joker. I think he's going to get top three. Yeah. Number three, obviously, because I think. It always goes back and forth in my mind. Who's who's better? Uh, who's better as a Joker? I think live action Heath Ledger, but interpretation of Joker it's Mark Hamill. Uh, but uh, number one, or no, number three, number two is Captain America: Civil War, and the trailers have sold me on this movie being amazing, serious, and like the one thing a lot of people are worried about is that this movie's not going to have any stakes. Like it says Civil War, but at the end of the day, they're going to still have to fight Thanos in Infinity Wars Part 1 and 2. Where, where are the stakes at? Like, yeah, because we all know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the trailers are making me think there's going to be actual stakes to this movie. There's there's going to be like a serious battle, especially this new newest 30-second Super Bowl spot that just premiered. It looks like Tony Stark is pissed. Tony Stark is after Captain America, not just because... You know, it's his job now to kind of work for the government. It looks like Captain America betrayed Tony Stark's you think trust. Dead? I think Rhodey might be dead. Don Cheeto, no more. I think. No, he's Avenger though. No, but I think he's still gonna die. You think they killed an Avenger? I think. I think Bucky Barnes is gonna kill him, and that's only because he didn't have a choice. That'll be like, good. Now that's that's good story. Or gonna seriously hurt him to the point where. If yeah, this to is use a to walk and stuff. Yeah, he can wait or That'd something like that. That'd be a good story. That would be a good story. Uh, but anyway, I just I'm looking. I'm so looking forward to the movie. I really like Captain America: Winter Soldier, so I'm 
confident in the team that's behind uh, Captain America Civil War, unlike someone at the table. And I really think that they're going to pull it off and make it one of the best uh, standalone <laughs> movies of the, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. since uh, oh, since Winter Soldier. I totally forgot about Thor. But go on, sorry. Thor's, th- Thor's not coming out this year. Oh. Sorry. It's next year. Yay and sad. Doctor time. Strange is coming out this year. Oh, yeah. And, okay. That will be my anticipated yeah. movie next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I anticipated a man shot. Shirtless. There we go. Number one, Batman v Superman. Uh, I'm a Batman fan. I love Batman. He is my favorite character of all time. Looks the best out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And this this looks like it's Batman. Ben Affleck is Batman. He's going to break arms and legs and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, here's your bat symbol for the cops to find. Yeah. And I love there's this 30-second spot uh, that premiered a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's Alfred and Bruce Wayne talking about how crazy Bruce is going after Superman and his speech to Alfred that's Batman it's not there's no Ben Affleck that is Bruce Wayne Batman and he loves yeah. Batman so he, he knows. loves Batman he knows and and he's such a great director that I know that I have faith that this movie is actually going to be good because a lot what a lot of people have um, doubts in is Zack Snyder's ability to work uh, with Character development and storytelling because he's a good visual director. Everybody who's seen 300 knows that movie is visually striking. Everybody who's seen Man of Steel knows we actually get to see Superman actually fight. But what it lacked was it was too much of that, not enough storytelling or character development. With Ben Affleck starring within this movie and you know Zack Snyder is picking his brain because he is an Academy Award winning or not an Academy Award winning... His his last movie, Ben Affleck's last movie that he directed, won the best won best picture at the Oscars. So he's picking his brain to like, well, how should I you know? How should I do this with my with the story, like with the characters, like how would you do this? How would you do that? And then he's using that knowledge, and he's and this is gonna. I, excuse me. I think this is gonna be a great movie. So that's why it's my number one anticipated movie yeah. for 2016. Good. Danica. Sounds good. Well, uh, last year's movie, my uh, number three is uh, Mad Max. I really like that. Yeah, good. Same here. And uh, I agree with what you guys pretty much said about it. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's a good movie. Except for the guitar guy. Yeah, except for the guitar guy. You didn't like guitar guy? (laughs) No. Oh, I love guitar guy. He had no eyes. Yeah, like he took off his like playing guitar on the. I thought I could have done without that that character in there. Just that little, yeah, he was, like was dancing right. around like on a baby, little baby. Yeah, he was on a jumper string. too. So I didn't like that character, but I like the movie, and I would give it like an eight for my review with it. But I really like the movie regardless, and I like all Mad Max movies. But, oh, they're great, yeah. Um, and then my number two would be Ex Machina. And I saw it after Mikey told me about it mm-hmm. before in a review that he did a Good. while ago. Good. And I really liked it, and it made it up there because I thought it was a really original movie and just different from anything I've ever seen. And I wish it would have gotten more publicity. attention. Yeah. yeah, attention from everybody. That's the problem with these indie movies. They, a studio's not gonna 
put the budget for a marketing campaign. They're yeah. just going to give it though. a small release. Not everything that a good movie mm-hmm. needs is yeah. the story, the weirdness of it, all the weird crap that mm-hmm. went on in there. Just... But it was a super small budget movie, so it didn't really need to make $100 million anyway. But and it, it's getting the attention uh, now because Alicia Vikander won a couple of awards for the movie yes. during award season. Like not a, not in, No Oscars or anything like that, but it did get nominated for Best Original Screenplay at the Academy Awards. And people so. that listen to the show need to go watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I only heard about it from you guys and CinemaSins. Did so you do everything wrong? Everything, right? yeah. Because they, uh, was it CinemaSins? Is this where they said Ex Machina? Yeah. A, no. Yeah, he's the one that says uh, Ex Machina, Ex Machina. Yeah. Then... But yeah, and the ending will surprise you. It surprised mm-hmm. me, too. It yeah, surprised me, too. I'm it's like, a oh. Surprising ending. I don't want to spoil it. Heart I, know, I know a lot of people probably haven't seen it, so I don't want to say it. Hey, but it's, it's, I can't believe mm. it. Even I was just like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. But. Go see that movie, and I would give that movie an eight and a half. I give it eight and a half, nine, around there. That's nice. That's a good movie. So I haven't seen it, but it sounds good. <laughs> mechanical arms. <laughs> the skins. Nine mechanical She's arms. She's putting her skins on. Um, and number one, of course, is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The rest of you guys. <laughs> oh, I got it. It's just um, a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. All around. What about your number three upcoming? My number three upcoming? Uh, Deadpool, of course. Is number three? Yes, number three with that one, because it's so close, mm-hmm. yet so far away. Mm-hmm. Yet I'm going to go see it. It's going to happen. So I'm excited about that movie, and it just seems like a really fun movie, so really enjoy that. And my number two would be, I'd say, X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one too. Apocalypse. I love X Men though. It's my with the new big X Men fan with that. And oh, Sansa Stark is gonna be in. Yeah, she's uh, Jean Grey, Miss yes. Ma- um, Marvel Girl. She doesn't have a name. She's Miss. She's Jean Grey. Nope, Marvel she's Girl. Jean Grey. Mm. Well, she's got the red hair, right? She and... already had the red hair. <laughs> no dying. And there. Storms in there, and Nightcrawler, and mm-hmm. uh, one, Archangel. Wait, Archangel? Oh, I yeah. guess he has to be, huh? Yeah. Archangel, uh, Psylocke. Oh, yeah, Psylocke looks good. She's Havoc. And apparently they're going to be brothers again. I don't know how they're going to retcon that, but I think at this point... Time travel. No, I think at this point, Fox just is like, you know what? Who cares about continuity at this point? Let's make them brothers. Add a bunch of the characters in there. Well, mm-hmm. I hope to see a lot of characters like in the show that I used to watch back in... Just Back in, in this, mm-hmm. it's just gonna be in this interpretation. Alex Summers is his, his younger brother is Scott Summers instead of the opposite way. Yeah, that was weird. But yeah, but, the movie uh, Apocalypse is good. How do you yeah. feel about the Apocalypse look? Like the way he looks? It's all right. We'll see. The I heard they changed touch. it a lot. They're changing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first images I wasn't really they, pleased with. I thought Power Rangers. Yeah, mm-hmm. he looked purple. Uh, they, they're they changed the hue of his skin. It's more bluish now. And uh, they said that they're going to work on, uh, like, his final form, basically. Like, he's going to freeze it. Like, that, what you're seeing is not 
what Apocalypse is going to look like towards the end of the movie. This, like Ultron is going to change yeah. his shape and stuff. Like the, I think what they're doing is like the beginning is going to his his first look that we saw is like old. The first look we saw is probably like him looking more human to kind of like kind of connect with the new mutants because he's super powerful. He's not going to be like you know uh, he's not going to he's he wants to he wants them to come to him on their own free will. But if he has to, he'll force them. Yeah. So his final form could look just like the comic books. Well, we know. So that was your number two or number we'll one? See. That was my number two for X-Men Apocalypse. And so your my, number one? My number one is um, Batman versus Superman. I think everyone's number one. <laughs> that's, Superman. that's number one right there. Because I just think Ben Affleck is Batman. He's, everybody had doubted it at first. Even Not I doubted everyone. it. I was like, mm, he's kind of old. I don't know. We'll see. And now like, he just seems so much like a real Batman character. His acting. Mm-hmm. Just the way he looks and just reminds me of the old show I used to watch back in the 90s and I'd be like oh, mm-hmm. this just reminds me of it like back when I used to watch it so yeah it I does know. look good looks so, amazing just looks good and excited about it and see Wonder Woman she's skinny see how <laughs> see how that goes and Aquaman's supposed mm-hmm. to be in it and all kinds of stuff I gotta see how it's gonna go yeah. on mm-hmm. how they're gonna add them in there too is kind of like you see him randomly, and then it's like... Whoosh. I think Aquaman's going to be after the trailer teaser. Yeah. Wonder Woman's in it, though. Yeah. But she's in, a, in it a lot, so mm-hmm. we'll see how that's going to go on. All right. Well, that's our uh, top three of 2015, top three anticipated of 2016. Yes. We can't wait. We cannot right. wait. And next, we have the video game review. What's your next video game? Huh? You don't have one? I got one. Oh, what's your video game? I'm uh, reviewing Mega Man 3 for the NES. You can also play it on the Wii Virtual Console and the Wii U Virtual Console. And I think it's on the 3DS download, too. Really good game. You ever played any Mega Man games? I have. I've played uh, Mega Man X. Okay, with, yeah. Mega with Man Zero. Original X. That's pretty much how uh, Mega Man is. It's basically... Uh, well, I don't know. I never played the X ones. Are they hard? It was like when I was like I heard it's, 12, a, it's a so good balance hard there. of hard and easy. But... Mega Man 3. I only played a zero. I okay. like zero. Zero. This is a sword. Uh, these original Mega Man games. Because he had a sword. That's why I liked them. Yeah, just a zing. Um, the original Mega Man games are the reason why they say the word NES hard. These games are brutal hard. And Mega Man 3, it's, it's, if you've never played a game, it's a pretty um, simple idea. Um, you're Mega Man, and you get to pick between eight levels to fight eight Robot Masters. Who are built by your um, father, uh, Professor uh, Light, who is basically... Well, basically the whole story is you're out there, you get to pick a level, you fight a robot master and use his power to fight another robot master that they're weak against. And you have to know... It's kind of like a rock, paper, scissors thing. You have to know which does against. Like, let's say um, Gemini works to Needleman and Needleman works to Sparkman. Like that, but it's it's pretty much your Mega Man, and you're going out there to stop Albert Einstein from taking over. Um, let me see, uh, Albert Einstein takes over. Who is it? Uh, I wrote down Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. That's what these characters are based off of. <laughs> nice. Because um, that's where these idea the, the bad guys. Uh, Thomas Edison is Doctor Wiley and stuff, and mm-hmm. Doctor Light is Thomas Edison. 
and you fight the eight bosses, and then you get you're powered up, and then you go to um, his world, and like you're like going through levels and stuff, and you have to fight giant robots and stuff, and you use all your powers for what's what's weakest against. It's a pretty fun game. Um, this one, uh, Mega Man Three, the powers are pretty interesting. You have like Snake Man and like like Spark Man. They're not the best powers. Probably like the best power would probably be uh, Mega Man One with Metal Man, because basically it's a saw. That you can shoot in all directions. Nice. They actually use some of those um, weapons in Mega Man Three, in Mega Man um, Super Smash Brothers. Have you guys played Super Smash? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah you see, he has all those different powers. Yeah. Some of them are from uh, Mega Man Three. Nice. But it's a pretty good game. Uh, it's not much to say about it. If you, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about Mega Man. Mega Man Three's not a big change. I think that's when they started with the. Um, the slide. Other than that, it's pretty much the same Mega Man. So, um, I just gave this game 6 out of 10 M-Busters. It's a pretty fun game, but hard. You need a lot of practice to beat this game. Alright, I actually have a video game review. It's more of a conversation than a review. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, the original Fear, First Encounter Assault Recon for, uh, it was originally for PC, then it came out for console. And if you watched the last episode, I went on a rant about first-person shooters. I think Call of Duty. Uh, but this was one of the very, this was one of the most invent, inventive and innovative uh, first-person shooters out there because it was more of a strategy game than than a than just a pure first-person shooter. Because the AI in this game is one of the best AI. What, fear? Yeah. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. If I talked about this before again, you know, we, just one year, give me a, give me a break. I don't think I, don't I think did. you have. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I, you have. I kind of remember know. talking. <laughs> you know, I might have brought up the AI. Yeah, I remember bringing up something about AI before. Because I think, I, I don't think I, but I don't think I, ever, I talked about the actual game. I think I talked about, it, it was AI about Batman Arkham, Arkham Knight. I remember now. Uh, anyway. The AI in this game, I talked about it before in, with the Arkham Knight review, uh, the AI in this game is one of the best AI like you will ever encounter in a first-person shooter, I should say. I'm pretty sure there's more complex AI in, in other games, like especially, des- especially design games, like maybe like Portal. I think Portal has a pretty uh, inventive AI. Yes. But... Uh, but Fear has one of the more uh, inventive AIs for a first-person shooter because uh, in most first-person shooters, when you're playing campaign, because this is a pure campaign mode, campaign game. There's a live, but it sucks. It's mainly the campaign you play. And uh, the uh, the replica soldiers who you're who you're playing against, they are the harder you get. The smarter, the harder, you, the harder level you go, the smarter they get. They place mines everywhere. They, they look for flashlights. So, like, and everything's dark. So you have to like use your flashlight. And if and they look for flashlights. If they see a glare, they go to your area immediately, and they call, they call in backup and reinforcements. And then, like I said, they place mines everywhere. They. They they flank they, they it's just like that's it's good crazy. I want a challenge right yeah it's a, it's very challenging and it's also one of the more scarier games it's actually uh 
when I was reading up on it, because for fun, I'm adapting this into a screenplay, because I have no life and I want to hone my skill. Uh, when I was researching this, the, the developers were very heavily influenced by Japanese horror. Yeah, like, it looked like it. Like, like The Grudge and, and The Ring and everything like that. Alma, the main character, is actually based on uh, the character from The Grudge. Like, you know, with the hair, the way it's it's put down in her face, the fact that she's a ghost. Like, and they've, they understood that what, Jap- what American directors don't understand about Japanese horror when they're adapting it is it's what you don't see it's that is that is what's oh, the scariest tense build up and stuff yes. yeah they i mean there's creepy sound effects every time and the characters just jump at you out of nowhere the ghost characters and then it's just it's one of the more scarier games don't if you really want to get scared play this game at night with the lights off the and, doors the, and, and the doors unlocked and where the doors unlocked but yeah it is definitely one of the more uh advanced games out there if you're if you're into difficult shooter games definitely uh look for it pick it up it's on xbox 360 ps3 i believe and uh play the sequels too they're not as inventive they get kind of lazy as the sequels go on but they're still pretty fun but definitely fear one first encounter assault recon i give it i'm gonna do what i never do Going ten, perfect score. Oh my god! It's a, it's wow. and it's completely I'm replayable. It's, <laughs> it's completely replayable. I can I will go. I can play. I can put that game in whenever I want to play a challenging game, and I never get bored. It does get a little challenging to find things sometimes, uh, if when you're first playing it. Uh, so bear with the puzzles and all that stuff. But everything else in this game just makes it a perfect game for me. So ten out of ten. Oh, nice. Wow. I know. Yeah, you can download it, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. So next, um, we have uh, the comic book review. And this episode, I'm reviewing the Totally Awesome Hulk number two. I talked about the first one and about how it was terrible. This Mm -hmm. one does not disappoint. It is still terrible. It's basically the continue-on story where Hulk is on a show, and he's looking for monsters for untold reasons and this time he runs into some woman um i never heard of her before um and it's like silly it's totally awesome no <laughs> it's childish slapstick silly and stuff and they give him a, a robot sidekick again they've done it before no one cares about the robot sidekick is it a saturday morning cartoon in a comic book it's Worse, it's an NBC Saturday morning cartoon that no one's watching and no one's probably reading. And it's terrible. And I'm, I'm giving it the better. I'm continuing to read it because I love the whole. I've been reading it for years. And it's slightly giving you ideas. Like the, the one thing I like about it, the art, it's really good. That's, thank God for that. It's, the art's good. It's slightly going into backstories about the old Bruce Banner and what happened, why he's not the Hulk. And it doesn't give any idea why he's Optimus Cho is the Hulk. Hmm. He makes terrible one-liners, and Miles Morales is in it for some reason. For whatever reason. It's and his sisters in it, and they 
drive a flying ship while they collect monsters, and she has Autonomous Cho powers. You know, Autonomous Cho was a super advanced, smart genius being. Mm -hmm. And she has her powers for some reason. And she fights that this one girl. I forgot. I think her name is Devil Girl or something. I'd never heard of her before. Um, Hellbounder. I don't know. It's still disappointing. You don't look pleased. <laughs> no, I'm not pleased. I'm not. I love the Hulk. The way they were taking it a couple of years ago was amazing. So the, the whole comic I was reading before it ended for Battle World was really good. It was alright. It was good. I kept my intention. I wanted to keep reading. This one's terrible. And it ends with um, Flim Flam Flume, which I like him being in the comic, so that's cool, basically. Because Adamus Cho is looking for all these monsters... Um, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. uh, this other woman comes and she's collecting monsters. She doesn't really say why. They think it's because she's building an army. He just hits on her, and we were supposed to forget it. And end. So, <laughs> I got. I'm gonna continue reading. Next one comes. I just came out on the tenth. I'm going to keep reading just to hope it comes back because nothing's permanent in comic books. I'm sure Bruce Banner's going to come back. I have not heard anyone really talk good or bad. No one's reading this comic but me. Um, the only thing I really saw were negative stuff. Not a lot of positive other than I'm pretty sure it was planted out there to say, like, oh, it's new and different. I like the new stuff. It's not a very good comic. Um, read something else. <laughs> I'll let you know when you can go back to the Hulk series. Thank God Deadpool's getting better. If you want to read a good um, comic, read X-Men. The Avengers getting better as well. And they got some other comics that are doing pretty good. But basically, if it doesn't have a TV show on Netflix or a movie, or a movie you don't get a comic book anymore. <laughs> nice. So that's pretty much the comic book. <laughs> All right. And um, also... The contest time. Yeah, a contest. Who won contest? Uh, Alistair Santos won the contest. It was not too hard. It was basically... Um, the Spaceballs quote. The Spaceballs quote. Um, how did it go? Here, and now, Lone Star, you will see. Evil will always triumph over good. Because it is, good is dumb. is dumb. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it was a fun quote. I'm glad you guys got it pretty fast. Uh, next one will be a little more difficult. Yeah. And he's gonna he's gonna make you guys fail. He's gonna make you fail. Oh, I'm gonna give you something hard. Just like that laugh. Yeah. <laughs> By the laugh on the NES laugh. That one was hard. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna get worse. All right, and that will conclude our uh, episode 18, year one. Yes. We want to yeah. Want to thank everybody for listening for, for a year. I know it's been off and on. We're scheduling issues. Oh but yeah. Don't don't hey. pander. Yeah, okay. Don't pander. All right. Who cares about what you think? Watch yeah. our shows. Watch when it watch whenever it comes up. I don't care. Uh, we just want to thank you for uh, listening to us. This started as just like a little hobby, and we're trying to grow it bigger. But we're hoping to one day get it a lot bigger and get more followers. And we're so we glad. Need, yes, we need you to go out there and tell your friends. I know you enjoy the show. Uh, I'm sure you know a lot of people enjoy movies, mm -hmm. up to date news on nerd stuff. Uh, comic books, video games, new and old reviews. And keep on the lookout. We're going to start, uh, we're going into stage two. I was going to go phase two, but everybody takes phase two thanks to Marvel. 
So stay tuned. We're going to be doing a lot more shows. We'll let you know what those shows are when we work out the finer details. And we'll uh, put them up when when we shoot them, I guess. And we'll let you know. And we hope you like the shows. And we'll... and keep keep an eye on YouTube. We're gonna see more movie reviews pretty soon, like either group movie reviews like this or single movie reviews from me. We'll see. And just thank you very much and keep watching. Yeah. I can't stress that Thanks. enough. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to us on iTunes. Download us. Give us reviews. Follow us on Facebook on Nerdy Geeky Freaky page and Instagram and on Twitter and Jeff. Yeah. Yes. NGF underscore podcast. Yes. Look for us everywhere yes. on every social network. Everything. So comment. Yes. Tell us what you think and how you like the show. Right. And signing off is Mike. William Jerk. Danica. And thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye.